behind the shades. How are you? I am well. How are you? To get that chair in the background, right? Wait, where I, am I? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My famous chair. <laughs> I know. For those, for those who don't know, we actually had to do this over, but I told her two things. One, that chair is beautiful. And two, I'm still waiting for it to be delivered to my house. And I don't know what's taking so long. I think because of the state that we're in right now, shipping seems to be very delayed. Jessica's not even wrapped yet. <laughs> <laughs> my hand hurts. <laughs> don't you guys love the excuses? It went from shipping is delayed to not even being wrapped to she has a hand injury. Remember, she said one hand. She didn't even say two. She said a hand. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to hear from you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got to know each other really well. We did get to know each other very well. And I was like, you know what? I'm trying to get her to be a regular on my podcast and i am actually putting her on the spot so hopefully it helps fingers crossed is that a yes is that a no okay i have fun let's do it we'll work it out when i emailed her she was like well i don't know i'm busy you know i had a really good time with you it sounded honestly guys it sounded like we went on a date I had a good time, but I don't know, you know, my schedule. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, okay. So, nah, I better not go there. <laughs> you got to be careful with every little thing you say. It's like, I, I was going to make a joke, but see, it's like, I, I what I was going to say is, is I'd love make to do joke. it, but it's like, it's a typical, it's a typical female scenario when these things happen, right? It's like. But I'm glad you're willing to, yeah, I will say do it. This is you and I. Come on. We have, to those who, who don't know, like we, how can I describe what we, what you and I, we, it's, you know what it is? It's like you meet someone and it's like you've known that person your whole life because you guys connect on such a wavelength that you got, you can talk about anything for hours. I think that's what it is between you and I. Yeah, it, it was like that when we did the pre and definitely when we tried to tape the first episode. Oh, yeah. It, 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 you you guys should have all been there. I mean, we were we were dealing with so much stuff. It was just unbelievable, but it was kind of funny. But, you know, good thing we weren't live. I still actually you know what I still have that. So I still every once in a while I'll go back and I watch it. I was like, look at this energy, man. This energy is <laughs> I think if it always it always should be that way and everyone on this earth should be able to connect with people like that it was just like i said you you would not have thought we only knew each other for like what a couple weeks a month yeah yeah and i i think a lot of people don't realize like um what a host of a podcast show guests involved with with the guests i think a lot of people just assume and and sometimes it happens this way that you just kind of like make an arrangement to have a guest and then like two minutes before you're supposed to go on you set everything up and boom you start talking but yeah we we just kind of 
I don't know. It's it's also you. I'm going to blame it also on you. It's not on me. It just went on and on and on and on. And then we were taping, and I think I went over what you usually a lot for the taping, but we had we had all these issues with the taping, so we knew it wasn't going to be good for the audience. So, you know, here we are we again. Are. We haven't gotten to it because we just start. Enter. Yeah. But I think that's how it is. That's I mean, that's not how it is. I think that's how it should be. That's what I always want. I always want the genuine connection because the last thing I want is to say, okay, um, here's 10 questions, go to ask the 10 questions and off you go. Yeah. Right. I want it to be like it's two friends having dinner. We're talking about world events. We're talking about our day. I want that kind of energy and that kind of feel. And I think for sure you and I have that and then some. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, we do. But you know what? You're absolutely correct because um, I was doing a podcast, I think it was like last week, and sometimes it's really hard. Like my personality, it, it's like you can give me one sentence and I can talk it for an hour. And I'd like to think it's not just frivolous fluff, but I can talk it for an hour. And if, if somebody is not so extroverted or they don't have a lot to say, I have the ability to carry it. It's just a natural thing. I mean, I'm, I'm in my fifties and I, I've never seen this with anyone. I don't think I have a conversation in a day from anybody, regardless of what business they're in or social conversation. One of my clients on a personal level that, that doesn't bring up the change. And there's some confusion with every single person, but the willingness, to succeed is there. And so I, I think that, you know, really, if, it, you know, if I can go out and save the world, that's really what I would put a lot of emphasis and time into is just do it now. Jump into the deep end. You're going to swim. Absolutely. You and I are about to do that today because that's what we want, right? We want to make sure that because you mentioned that you're 50 years old and I'm a few years younger, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, and that's what we... You. <laughs> but that's what we want, right? We want to get people to view it the way that you and I view it. And we want to take them on that journey. And that's a perfect segue because what I'll do now is I'll officially start and welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Shades with my really, really good friend with my... How am I going to introduce her? Because I tried to, I want to do better than before. This is my good friend. This is someone who I've connected well with. We have good energy. We have good banter. We have good back and forth. This is someone who, one, she still owes me her sofa. And two, I want one of those pillows. And this is Jessica. And Jessica, why don't you let everyone know who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in and let them know exactly what we're going to talk about well this is this is the first podcast or you know public scenario where we've actually talked halfway through without the introduction <laughs> but i love it um okay love so I'm, I'm jessica russell and um yes i'm in my 50s i'm i'm a little crazy you can see um my my background is actually even for myself, very interesting because it creates a lot of conversation among people that meet me. 
And I have been on uh, many, many performance type of arenas, you know, on stage with conferences, expos, presentations, panels, uh, podcasts um, is something that, you know, I'm newly venturing in because of the fact that I'm in LA and in, in all of California, you can't have public events. And so uh, we're still kind of in that. And even the event industry around the United States is still a little slow right now, if it even exists in you know, various states that are out there. So the dichotomy has changed a lot. But I actually grew up with, uh, won't get too much into it, but a single mother who raised two daughters. And my mother became an entrepreneur and she was not wealthy, but she became successful a few times because she fell into that success, decline, success, decline. And I grew up understanding her ways. I, I studied her business and so forth. And so um, she at that time was a businesswoman, but truthfully, generation wise, that's not what most women were. And so um, I always remember going to restaurants where my mother would have a business meeting and I would have to sit like a really nice girl either next to her or the booth behind her while she had her meeting. And it was always men. And, and she was actually in the real estate business, uh, different forms of real estate. And so that's really what my dominant background is. And so I learned from, in my heart, one of the best. And for a good portion of my adult life and to the end of her life, we were very close and in business together. So what happened was, is I actually have never really worked for anyone in my adult life. I've always formulated my own companies, my own businesses. I've had many. I was able to do this because of real estate. I live in Los Angeles and the prices are high. I got in at a time when there was really no youth in the Los Angeles market. And I, I say this, you know, all the time, some people understand, some people don't get it because it's just so normal now. But I started at a time where you had exceptionally dominant people in the industry in the Beverly Hills area. And they've owned companies. They were very mature in age. And unless you were, you know, a gay guy or a younger gay guy's boyfriend, there were really no young females. And so between the gay guy's boyfriends and Jessica, it was like this amount of people in the entire environment. And I'm very old school. I love fashion and I knew how to play the part and people actually embraced me. But the homeowners didn't always embrace me because I was too young and I was dealing with big money. Um, there were a couple niche markets that actually really embraced me. And one was where we have, you know, you hear a lot about around the United States called the Hollywood Hills. Obviously people know Beverly Hills, but we because we had a lot of celebrity at the time and it was very youthful environment. I found my niche in those areas and I made a lot of money. With that money, I was able to get involved with other businesses and companies. And when I was really young, I was naive. So when I would start getting involved with businesses, 
I, I actually didn't know what I was doing, but I just, you know, kind of followed my naiveness wherever I would go. And of course, because the same as my mother, most women did not have money. And so I worked mostly with men. And when you work with men and when you are, you know, in your 20s, in your 30s, and you look like you're barely out of your teens, you have to navigate things in certain ways and you have to learn certain skills and you have to learn skills to keep business on track and, you know, basically work with the players. And so I was able to do that, but real estate gave me really great rewards and I'm, I'm still involved with different facets of real estate and investing and, and so forth. But, um, because of that, I actually, owned and I was very involved with the entertainment industry. So I had two companies in the entertainment industry. Um, after about eight years, I sold my management company to one of the majors and um, I got out. Uh, you know, in Los Angeles, so many people have their main career, but then they kind of have side hustles. And so I would kind of take the venture wherever it seemed right. And I always am interested in a lot of things. And so um, I've, I've, I've got involved with, you know, predominantly most of my life with consulting. I worked with corporations, with employees. Um, I, I, I'm very, I, I have a lot of secrets, we'll just say, because what always seems to happen is when I work with a man specifically, uh, it's, it's in a business capacity I'm consulting with them about their business, their career, or their company. I tend to learn about them on a personal level, about their family. It starts getting really into like a psychological session, you know, therapy. And so... So let me ask you then, when you say that, is that what you're kind of doing with me? <laughs> when you go with the back and forth? No, we're, like... doing, we're doing the banter. We're doing the banter. That's something else. No, I mean, I, I could tell you secrets. And I've actually have worked directly with a lot of well-known people. And one of them, and if you Google it, you can find it, is the president of the, the, uh, the former president of the United States. And well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to look that up because when you mentioned you have, um, secrets you know me like we've known each other we've you know we've got to know each other quite a bit i would like to know like those experiences because i know initially um you've you've had a number of successful ventures mm -hmm. right in 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 your past and you mentioned secrets like these experiences these secrets these ventures how has it shaped you as a person, Jessica, like how's it, how's it, how has it made you the woman that you are today, where you have such a incredible, positive view on life, and you've come from a situation where there wasn't many people representing you from a woman's yeah. perspective. Maybe that looks like you. Like, how has your experiences, your secrets, your ventures shaped you to become the woman that you are today? Okay, so it it sounds all good, but it's been very painful. It really is difficult, you know. It's 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 really really difficult, and um, though, as you age, because obviously 
a lot of stuff happened in my 20s, my 30s, some in my 40s, but not predominantly in my 20s and my 30s. It was very painful because it hasn't always been easy. And whereas you're thinking business and you need to make a living and you want to do business just like a man. Sometimes somebody wants to take you out for like, let's say like back then a $20 dinner, which was a lot of money. And they think you should be happy about that. And you're thinking you're going to do a big business deal with them. And so, you know, it's been very hurtful. Um, a lot of people have taken advantage and I've given them great rewards and knowledge and they will turn around and walk away from it. Um, there's been uh, a lot of circumstances where I've learned so much though. I, I've had lawyers in my life, all of my life. I've had to sue people. I've had to collect money. I've had to also and, and I think this is, this is something that I will say, honestly, if anybody has a chance to do real business with me, I'm very protective over good people and good relationships because I do do business with people who really don't know what they're doing, but I give them an A for effort. And I have to be very careful with them because I don't want to be the dominant force, but I know usually what I'm doing and I'm protective of them because I don't want them to have to experience what I did. And I usually end up doing things for them in a deal. And um, if I've been there and done that, I somehow offer shortcuts so they don't have to waste their time in learning things that are really not important, but can create pain or create for them to fall backwards in what their ambition and the career is. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's been like that where, you know, I've lost businesses. I've lost a lot of money. I've had to deal with lawyers, people that I trusted so highly, or I've adored so highly on a professional level. I've had to sue and I've won every single lawsuit. And I can tell you, I have very sizable, judgments that you can see on paper that I can hang up on a wall and it would just blow your mind because you can win a case by judgment, but it doesn't necessarily mean you can collect. And when you're dealing in Los Angeles with lawyers, it's very expensive and you know, it takes a lot of your money away. And then you realize sometimes that People can handle who you are and your success. Truthfully, a lot of men could not. So that's also been a social battle of mine. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a chameleon. So when I do business, I'm a different animal than so to speak. Now you're going to get me on this, I know, than I am in my home. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I, I was coming, but um you know, I'm very old fashioned and I'm very old school, but I, I do when I see people that are not as advanced or they're green in whatever I'm doing, I try to respect the relationship and see where it's going to go and try to help it along. So it runs effectively without insulting or, um, you know, especially men emasculating them and, and try to do the deal on behalf of all of us, because I, I'm, you know, at a level where I've, I've learned a lot of that and contracts, you know, meanings, paperwork, what needs to be done and so forth. But 
it, it hasn't been easy. But then I've also received a lot of rewards because people have really respected my tenacity. And when I did get older, regardless of what happened when I was younger, I of course gained all the knowledge and I have a very strong history behind me, but I'm a woman. And so it's very hard, especially because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm not in that corporate existence to find other women that have a similar or same background. So it's almost a lone wolf out there. Is it and because, is it because more so your personality? Because it's definitely not your experience, right? Like you're an experienced person. You've been doing this, as you mentioned, your twenties, your thirties and forties. And here you are in the very young age of fifties. Right. And you're still, I know she, she's laughing everyone. She's smirking because <laughs> she knows where I'm going with this, but is it more so because of that? Because let's say, let's say I came to you and I was like, you know, what, Jessica, I want to do a business venture. I want something done marketing, for example, right? You mentioned you're very protective of the people that come to you. And so far, you and I have a very good relationship, mm -hmm. right? So when you look at it, is it your experience that is maybe putting you in a situation where um, you're not able to find or relate to other people? other women, sorry, in your industry, or is it more so that, you know what, you're so, your personality is a type where I've had to do it on my own for so long and I've been successful enough at it. I'm just going to continue down that path. I don't think the later is what I am fully. And I'll explain because I even recognize this in my mother. My mother became success, uh, successful because of necessity. And she just kept going and going and going because of her children. She wanted to you know, have something to offer to her kids. And because she worked so hard, she became what she tried to be. Does that make sense? It's like, it was hard for her, even though she was a wonderful mother, to just be mom because her natural mentality and language was business, 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 business. And I have a sister and my sister is a nine to fiver. And, you know, she's displaced right now because of what has happened, but she's not an entrepreneur. And so she's more comfortable working for somebody. So she didn't have this same as I did with my mother. And so when I get involved with something, I don't want to say in the truest sense, but I can get a little OCD because when I'm really interested in something, I get very involved. And sometimes I forget that I have the knowledge that I have compared to another person. And I still have a very strong drive where the ambition takes me but I've learned an age to not have people fall behind me while I'm dragging them along to be with me. I try very hard to have people alongside me and do things together. And so, you know, I'm somebody who didn't have to be the way that I am 
out of necessity. I think that something clicked in me that I just became. And, and, you know, I've also spent many years truthfully where, you know, I have a joke, but it's kind of not funny. Everything in me happened in my personal life later. But when I was running my businesses and my companies, and, and it always involved a lot of people working for me or working with me, I was working around the clock. I mean, I was sleeping with my paperwork and everybody else was coming into the offices at regular business hours and they would go home at regular business hours. And sometimes the rewards don't seem like they're in front of you because while I was holding everything up to try to move forward, they were leaving me behind and they were bypassing me to success because I was, so to speak, stuck in my own bubble, you know, my own businesses. And, you know, part of that is my fault and I'm proud of it because I've given them things. Like, I'll give you an example. In most of the businesses and companies that I've had, I've always had interns. So some interns get paid, some don't. The ones who get paid obviously don't get paid that much. So um, this was true, especially in the entertainment industry. So instead of having people make Xerox copies for me and bringing me tea or whatever, I would make sure that sometimes they would sit in at a meeting that I would have and, you know, teach them things, teach them shortcuts. I would actually intentionally have, a, I call them a network meeting once a week where we would just talk and they would ask me questions about their job and I would just go into the spiel that never ended and it was a training session for them because it's the same premise and I actually wrote a book and I, I wrote the book it's, it's going on like you know maybe I, I don't even know like 20 20 odd years ago called Hollywood 911 and it was a very very candid book it was a how-to book for specifically actors and um, actors, so-called producers. And at that time, unless someone was established, they didn't have like the guerrilla filmmaking and the so-called um, independent film industry that we have today. But it was very, very open. And I would give them the shortcuts because with what I said earlier, I don't want people to have to go through some of the things that I went through. I got involved with a lot too early in generation and in lifetime. And so like, you know, in, in the social life, I, I've had kids older and, you know, strong relationships older. I've, I've kind of always been out of sync for my age, you know, for my time. And I'm in my fifties. I look really, really young. And I've always had that Sally Field situation going on, but I noticed, and I'm in, I'm in beauty land, right? I'm in Hollywood. So, um, it brings attention and it could open up a door, but you have to be able to keep your feet in it. And so I don't take that for granted, but it also works in the reverse because people judge you and there's a lot of misconceptions on how you look. And so I'm not saying I'm the most gorgeous person. And my mom also looked young for her age but we speak the same language. But I would bring it into the relationship. When my mom passed away, the sad part of it is I lost a lot of those contacts because I learned they weren't interested in doing business with me 
but it was more because of my mom. And so that stuff throws you into a loop. So it's been a combination of everything. Now I can take all of that and I can be angry and bitter and having to sue my business partners and, you know, people stealing money or um, whatever, you know, but when you're younger, it clings on to you like, you know, water in a sponge. When you get older, you have to learn how to let go. And I realized that it's like everything is just happening way too fast. And I needed to kind of step out of the circle and I needed to understand what I'm doing to myself here. And I, I need to just stop because when you get caught up in this cycle, that's just like a hamster going fast on the wheel. Sometimes you don't know how to jump off or you cannot. And you made a good point, Jessica, in regards to like when you're going through all of that, right? It, that's like if you take a step back, like let's take a step back from that and say that that's a lot to be going through, right? Like you have this strong bond with your mother. You have this relationship with your mother. You have this business acumen that you're getting from your mother and with you you're developing it and you're going through your experiences. And you mentioned a good point when it comes to building relationships. How do you at that point continue to build a relationship when one, you realize that some people are in business with you because of your mother. Now your mother is not in the picture anymore. Mm -hmm. And two, you still have to prove yourself because you're perceived as different because you're a woman amongst men predominantly. Yeah. Right. And three, um, you mentioned that you look younger than you are, which she does everyone, by the way. And as she's putting up her hair and she's posing as I'm saying this, trying to distract me. And that probably has to play a part where people may look at you differently just because you're like, eh, she kind of looks like she's inexperienced. Because it seems like we attach um, looking younger with inexperience when we necessarily shouldn't. Yeah. Right? It's looking younger with inexperience and naiveness and also my voice. And when I get in a zone, people can see I'm intelligent and then they really respect me. So it's not really so much about not having respect, especially when people have seen me in that zone. I took some extra time and I spent it with my mom and every doctor's appointment she had, I went to and all of that. And I started learning more about the brain and I saw the horrific cir circumstance that she went through. But I also saw how when she was sick, a lot of people were pulling away from her because when people are sick, unfortunately, others get scared. Or unfortunately, when the woman who makes a lot of people money and they respect and admire is dying, they use that as an excuse to get out and distance themselves. And so I kind of watched this going on and it was really negative and it's very unfortunate. And some of these people were in my life for like 20, 30 years. My, my mom divorced when I was young and there were actually a couple of men that were involved with business with my mother for like 20 years, 30 years. There's one man very, very specifically who was so close with her. I mean, he had such the utmost respect. He was almost like my surrogate father. And 
This is a man who says, if anything ever happens to you, even though we were adults, right? You will always be okay. I will be here for you. You're like family. I'm telling you that broke my heart because as she passed, he also passed intentionally out of my life. And so, you know, that made me really hurt. So I was wounded, but I had to go through soul searching. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I, I don't want to say I went through more than a lot of other people and I don't have the internal makeup naturally to deflect a lot of this stuff and just totally let it bounce off. But I've learned to understand that other people's stuff should not be my stuff. And if I want it to be my stuff, it's my fault. Unless there's a reason why I have to let that in. And so I've had to let go a lot of things. It didn't happen overnight, but that also has to do with business, relationships and business, get rid of the toxicity. And so when you have a lot of this stuff going on, like the hamster on the wheel, sometimes you don't even know what's in front of you because you become just someone that goes cyclonic, you know, round and round and round. There's no end to it. And you get a little jaded on what's happening around you. But when she passed, I just really, really needed to just stop. And I will tell you, and I know I won't go through this again, and nobody probably will. Um, when my mother was dying, I had broken up with a fiance. He was in the real estate investment business. Not, not like, you know, the flippers and assigners when we say investment, this is old school investors, right? So the meaning is different. He had a lot of money and we actually worked on a couple projects as a family. And this was the man that I was going to marry. In the last year of her life, I had to litigate against him because he was stealing from my mother and I. And so it is horrific to think that anybody has to do that. And really what it was is we had broken up and we played the back and forth game and we were related to business with each other. But um, anybody that does something so horrific to my mother is definitely not going to have a chance with me anymore. And we had broken up. And so he thought that if I basically steal the money that belongs to my family, she'll come back to me. And my mother, now you're going to get me to cry, but my mother, bless her heart, tried so long to not say anything to me, but when she had to get involved legally to protect us, and, and she, she even signed my signature and tried to go as far as she could, but she had to tell me what was going on. I mean, I had no clue. He was like being really nice and trying to do his thing. We'd have to see each other daily because of business. She's still communicating with him and everything seemed to be somewhat normal. And I'm like, oh, wow, are you serious? This is really what's going on. Why didn't you say anything? I mean, the way I am is, and, and some people say it's because they believe, they believe in horoscope. I'm a Scorpio. So I may be able to take a lot, but when it's done, it's done and I get nasty and vicious. And so I would never tolerate that. I had to go up against and finish everything out because she was in such a bad way and go up against a Beverly Hills real estate company 
and also my ex-fiance. And so I've, I've actually dealt with a lot of things that are so specific that most people would never have to deal with. But what I learned is, and I give myself some credit, I have really achieved and I've dealt with a lot and I have not become totally mentally ill and, and just crawl into a hole. And that's why I give myself credit, but I give myself credit and so when I see other people that are really having a hard time trying to navigate themselves through, their journey is their journey and something small could be really, really big to them that they just can't seem to fix or master. Let me ask you um, on that note, um, because you're right. It's a tough situation to be in because this is someone that you're planning to spend the rest of your life with. This is someone that is taking advantage of someone that is so close to you, someone that you love, someone that was a mentor, someone that was a role model. And it must have been devastating. And the best example I can probably come up with is it's like someone enters your life and let's be honest when someone enters your life in a romantic setting you're vulnerable right because you're yeah. opening up in your heart you're opening up your mind you're opening up your soul you're opening up your body right mm -hmm. and to have this person take something from you that is so important because for you specifically you've come so far you've climbed so high right and now you're at odds with this person do you think that this has shaped your outlook and if it has shaped your outlook what do you want to tell the next generation of women so they don't experience this as well for many women there were a lot of secrets where i didn't understand that was going because if you remember my mom was actually trying to protect me from that and my ex-fiance had his own agenda if my mom was gone, then I can have her. And let's see how far I can go without her knowing. And if she doesn't have as much money as I have, and I can keep their money also, then she will come back to me. So I wasn't totally motivated by money. I had my own money, but that was his mindset. And I would never be with somebody like that. But I went through the motion. I mean, I sat there in the arbitration room with some really top lawyers and I had to even tell them how he thinks so they can navigate the case. But the truth of the matter is I really knew this person and I knew that I was in control. And I knew that out of fear, he was playing the game and it didn't bother me. So as long as you know what your place is with the other person and you can navigate yourself through something or I'll say playing the game, you will be fine. So when I look at another man, for example, I know that it's not going to be the same situation. I treat each person for their own because everybody is different. Now to kind of speed it up a little bit with what you were asking me, um, for women that are out there, um, I think truthfully 
for legitimate reasons, especially now, especially now. And my heart goes out to them. And again, you know, I got that little mama hen thing going and I want to try to protect and save everybody. But a lot of them are stuck right now. But behind a closed door, you can also try to step out of the circle and you need to navigate a plan. When you step out of the circle, you take a really long, deep breath and you try to form some clarity and figure out what your next move is because no matter how stuck you are, you can still get out. And I don't think if some women have means or some women have a job or a profession and to a very strong degree because we definitely have seen this in generations behind us when women don't have any money and they have children of course you get stuck with the kids that we love but you can get out and what we were, yeah what we were saying earlier is is that some people have trouble navigating through this but other people use hardships or trauma as fuel to be who they need to be in this life and they can be exceptionally successful there there are some women that are at the top of their industry that had to deal with great hardships and i won't deal i, I won't blame um everything on the man um there there are some circumstances that obviously women have to deal with and when there's children involved unfortunately the women usually have to pick up a lot of slack and it's not something that is short term but you know this is the one life and we can find a way to navigate it it's, instead of crying over certain things or feeling the pain internally we need to learn how to release and and i think that um men or women you have to really understand that the time is passing and if you're not living your truth and you're not living the life that you were hoping to live when are you going to start doing it it can't be because i don't have any money or you know really if you're in an abusive relationship i can't really do something those are obstacles i get it but if you don't have any money right now is the best time to start something even if you don't have as much as you think you should in order to be successful in whatever your goal was but you can do it because what is more important than money is people are willing to help you ask for the help and take it there's nothing wrong with it and use it towards your success if you're an abused woman or even an abused man you have to navigate a little bit differently. If the husband is abusive physically, when he's out of the house, you have to think calmly, give yourself some self-love. Don't blame yourself or give yourself shame and find something in you to give yourself fuel, to have the energy and take negativity and flip it around and turn it into something positive. Well, I agree. You know, yeah, I mean, I that's all you can do is all you can do and you make a plan. And I'm telling you, when you when you fall off the hamster wheel because you were spinning so fast, it may be awkward and scary at the beginning because you're hurt. But if you give yourself some trust and you allow yourself to give yourself some self-love, you will be happier. And when you're happier, 
it's easier to succeed and get where you want to go with or without kids, with or without money. And, and I'll add to that, Jessica. Yeah, I'll add to that as we close. Men and women, um, everyone out there, self-love should be the first step in every single thing that you do. You yeah. need to love yourself. You need to own your truth. And you need to go out there. If it's a hustle, if it's a job, if it's romance, it's if it's children, if it's whatever. You need to go and get what you feel is going to make yourself happy. And you need to prepare yourself for the success. Look at my friend here, Jessica. Everything that she's been through. The back and forth that her and I have had this conversation. This is one of many conversations we've had. And one of many conversations that we will continue to have. And we're here to let everyone know that we didn't have it. She didn't have it easy. I didn't have it easy. But the beautiful thing about that is all of our hardships we've used as fuel. We look back and we say, this is not going to break me. It is going to make me. And then I'm going to define and redefine my future. And I want everyone to take that away. And what I'll say is this. Any last or final um, comments before we close today, Jessica, in regards to how we're going to continue to push forward and be the best version of ourselves that we can be. I think by majority, the people that are most flawed and the people that have failed are the best teachers. And so with those words tells you that you can be successful. And so um, with what's going on right now, whether you're a drug dealer and you hate it, but you're making some money, whether you're on uh, unemployment or you're on a special program that the state is giving you. Um, and, and let me tell you, you know, to some people, whatever the, the state is giving some people is not anything at all, but to other people, when you have two people in a household or more, it is like a lot of money. Sometimes, depending on what state it is, the people are making more money than they've ever made in their life. Take some of it and put it to side or take some of it, which is the best option and enroll yourself in some kind of education or training. I'm not saying you necessarily need it, but it keeps your mind going forward. And there is now so many resources that are free. You know, you go to YouTube and you go to iTunes and, you know, you have podcasts like yours that just gets better and better with people like me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's true. I mean, there's just so many resources right now, but the people with the worst flaws and failures are the people that have something to talk about and teach. You just flip the negativity to the positivity. And you're a life coach. You're a life coach. Turn it into something that can bring you into the future because I'm sure that if you step back, you'll realize that you have it in you. You just really have to jump in and make it happen.